Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, hello! I'm Matt Williamson. This is a Locked On NFL podcast. Lots of news surrounding the the pod. I have a my own page now on fanrag.com, who I've been writing for for a long time. There's a Locked On NFL page. I urge you to check that out. Just went up yesterday. Um, and what a game last night. You know, we're going to... Uh, I'm not going to spend a ton of time watching the game or going over the game. If you missed it, shame on you for six weeks. It was the most entertaining game of the year. Um, the first play of the game was almost a pick six by Roby Coleman, who had a really good game, by the way. Uh, jumped the route, just a terrible throw. And, and I called kind of a, for a blowout in this game. I, I said Aaron Donald's going to be the best player in the field and the Rams are going to win huge. And sort of that was true. Rams offense did kind of what I expected and more, honestly. And Donald was awesome. And then when this happened, I'm like, man, I nailed it. The Niners are done. And there was probably 10 different times in this game I thought the Niners are done. You know, but Roby, uh, Roby Coleman picks this thing off, almost takes it to the house. Gurley, the next uh, one of several uh, touchdowns, all his fantasy owners were doing cartwheels. Uh, short, easy drive, easy touchdown there. Um, I'm not going to go play by play, but just some things that really stood out were Gurley looks great. Clearly getting involved a lot in the passing game, too. That helps. It pads his numbers, but it really helps Goff as well. Goff with a really professional, well-played game in this one, too. I thought the Rams line played really, really well. Um, with the exception of trying to block DeForest Buckner. What, he's going to be a superstar, by the way. I don't know if we've talked to DeForest Buckner in a while. I love them coming out of school. I think he's a Calais Campbell clone. Powerful, super long. I mean, he looked great. I focused on him a lot last night. I was really, really impressed. But I do think the the Rams line played really, really well. Um, Goff as well, Gurley as well. And Sammy Watkins had the breakout game. I actually called it on Twitter before ago, and I think this will be Sammy's breakout game. Um, two touchdowns. Took him a while to get involved, but when he did, he was making big plays. I think it's still the best is yet to come with him as well. Um, on the other side of the ball... Hoyer started horribly, but played really well. I mean, much better than the first two weeks of the season. I mean, so uh, I thought he made some... Both these quarterbacks aren't known for making throws, but they, they both made some throws. I, I was impressed. Pierre Garçon got, got the most of those, and I thought he had a tremendous game. Um, really, exactly who you think he is, but in a featured role here, I thought he did really, really well. I've been a big Carlos Hyde fan for a long time, and he was in and out of this game for a while with the hip. I've been saying, telling people that he's a better receiver than people realize. We've seen that under the Shanahan regime. Um, impressed with him. He had another really good game. Uh, he's going to get paid heavy whenever he gets whenever he hits it off season. Assume he can stay healthy this year. Uh, Joiner was injured in this game. Uh, that's a big deal because not only is he a safety, but he's also a slot corner. Um, that that Terrell Austin, Tavon Austin, Terrell Austin. Uh, muffed punt was gigantic. You know, that's when I thought that the game was about to get out of reach. 
There was that Aaron Donald uh, really bad roughing the passer call. I thought it was horrible and, and it led to a, a, a Niners touchdown. There was another point where I thought the, the Niners got life that they might not have deserved. But I was, you know, heavily entertained. Um, Sullivan got hurt in this game. He's he's played well for them, too. I mean, he, he's kind of recaptured himself. Uh, Jaquiski Tart got injured in this game. I think that was a head injury. Uh, check was injured in this game. I mean, I, I'm mentioning a lot of the injuries, but the game itself was obviously the, the, the draw. Uh, Brockers injured an ankle. Um, Taylor played well for the Niners. I'm just kind of scanning through my notes here. Um, oh, the Rams also fumbled that kickoff too. So there was two big plays in special teams, the kickoff fumble and the muff punt that gave uh, San Francisco life. And, and they got the onside kick late in the game. Insane. Um, 41-39. I mean, nobody saw that coming. Uh, Donald was really fun to watch in this game. And I thought Brockers played very well next to him as well. Uh, Watkins and Austin are both being checked for concussions in this game. I mean, that, that's something of note going forward, but they do have a long week. I thought Robert Woods had a nice game. Watkins had a nice game. I'm excited about the Rams. And, I, you know, rarely do I go down this road, but um, I was impressed with the effort and the heart and the desire of San Francisco, too. I mean, they battled. They battled hard. And... There was, they got some breaks and they took advantage of them almost, almost enough. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was easily the most fun game that I've watched all year. Goes against all the Thursday narratives that football stinks on Thursday and all that great stuff. But, uh, and I'm not a fan of Thursday football either. I would be if they, every team had a buy going into it, uh, as I think they should. And if my, if I was king of the world and they gave every, every team two buys in a 17 game schedule, that would happen. But, it's not the way it works. Um, so, again, um, good win by the Rams, and I expected them to win big. Um, and in a way, they did their part, but in a way, they kept letting the Niners into it, and the Niners kept taking advantage. And guys like Hoyer played well. Hoyer, Hyde, Garcon. So, something to build on in San Francisco, and including that defensive front. You know, Armstead, I mentioned Buckner, Thomas. They got some guys now, and... Uh, Eric Reed didn't play in this game. Foster didn't play in this game. Bowman's still playing well. So uh, the Niners are very interesting too. Uh, I'm excited about them for next year. I mean, there's obviously they're 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 laying some foundation. Hi, I'm Paul. Verizon has been placing giant letters all over the country to get people to buy into their unlimited plan. Don't get hooked. Switch to Sprint Unlimited, twenty-two fifty per month per line for four lines and get the fifth line free. Hurry to your local Sprint store, visit sprint.com/unlimited, or call one eight hundred Sprint One today. Savings until ten thirty one eighteen. Then thirty eight dollars per line per month for five lines with auto pay. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, streams. Udell KHC ten eighty p. Music to one point five megabits per second. Gaming up to eight megabits per second. Subject to credit. Thirty dollar activation fee. Prohibited network use. Rules and data deprioritization apply. Compared to Verizon Beyond Unlimited, carry features different coverage and offer not everywhere. Restrictions apply. All right, all right. Now, uh, the Locked On podcast, Locked On NFL podcast, is kind of like fireworks. You know, like they're all great. You know, all five and throughout the throughout the the week, we love them all. But this is the grand finale. You know, I mean, the Friday show. I just started paying more attention to how many listens the show gets. Um, I'm, not, I'm more into football than business. You know what I mean? Um, and the Friday show is always our most popular. Uh, I just noticed that, well, at least we've only had two of them this year, but they were the best we've ever done was last Friday. 
I assume this show will be even bigger because you guys are going to keep spreading the word and the Locked On Nation's growing like crazy. But we are going to pick every game. I went to our friends here at my bookie, and I'm just pulling them up in their order. And I'm going to pick them with and without the spread. Um, spend a minute or two in each game, as always. As, as you know, this is the, this is our routine. We got the Ravens at the Jags, which is in London, which means I'm getting up three hours earlier and, and going to do a quadruple header of football on Sunday. Um, as much as I love football, that's a long time to sit in a lazy boy, to be honest with you, and watch game after game after game after game without frying your mind a little bit. Um, so I don't love the the Sunday morning games, but it's one more game that we get to pay direct attention to. Um, spread is three and a half. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a extremely low scoring game. I mean, we know both these teams' recipes. Very, very good defenses. Um, I think I'll take the Jags with the points because it's three and a half. If it was two and a half, I probably wouldn't. So that kind of tells you I'm on the fence there. I'll take Baltimore to win, but barely. They have a lot of injuries, man. Brandon Williams isn't didn't even travel, didn't go across the pond. Yonda's out. You know, they're on their, what, third or fourth string running back. Maybe Alex Collins is going to be the guy. And he's looked good, but um, I just think both these defenses are totally going to stifle their opponent. And in a way, I think it's going to be a really good game. You know, like people look at this and say, oh, it's only 9-6. How can that be a good game? Because the defenses are legitimately great in this one. And the offenses are problematic. You know, Fournette should probably get a million carries. The thing I keep getting in my noodle, though, is what if Bortles throws four picks? <laughs> you know, I mean, the Ravens' defense has been highly opportunistic. You know he's going to be under pressure. You know that they're going to challenge him. Um, not that I love Flacco. He hasn't been asked to do anything this year. But Bortles might. If it's a not a close game, it's because the Jags turned the ball over a ton. Yeah, and I just think that's a possibility. The Browns are favored by a point and a half in Indianapolis. First time they've been favored on the road in like four years. It's insane. Going to take them, but they have a lot of injuries too. Like Miles Garrett's probably not playing. Jamie Collins isn't playing. Corey Coleman's out. I got to think that offensive line's going to take over sooner than later. If they were playing anybody else on the road, I probably wouldn't pick them. I just don't know where you hang your hat in Indianapolis right now. Obviously, Luck's not playing. I think I'm going to even lay the points in this game in what's a historically bad game. I mean, it doesn't get a whole lot worse than that. Um, I felt better about the Browns' chances this year a couple weeks ago than I do now. But I could see Crowell having a big game here. Again, I could see their offensive line controlling things. Um, and I just don't think the Colts do anything. Steelers are giving 7.5 on the road in Chicago. I guess that's a big theme this week, too, is there's a lot of home dogs, which a lot of people are big believers, and that's a big thing to bet. Um, you can see why. I mean, because there are... Like I said, on Power Rank Day, I mean, there's eight to ten teams right now that are really, really bad. And if they're hosting one of the other teams, then they're going to be a dog. And this is absolutely the case here. Uh, as you can imagine, I've been detailing this game to death. Go check it out. Uh, download the iHeartRadio app and, and do a search for Steeler Nation Radio. 
and you'll get all kinds of input from me every day, you know, a couple hours a day I'm doing Steelers stuff. But we talk about other things too. Um, but I think the Steelers win this one to blow out. I mean, I, I could see it being close for a while. You know, I do think it could be close for a while. I respect the Bears' defense, and I think they'll be hard to move off the point. But I think their secondary has all kinds of problems against A.B. and Martavis. Um, I'm very aware of the Ben on the road stinks motive, but I just don't know where points come from from the Bears. You know, that uh, they're not going to run the ball well. Howard might not even play. Their line's in shambles. They have the worst receivers in the league. They have tons of drops. Their quarterback isn't very good. I mean, you can only throw to Ty- Tyree Cohen five million times and, and generate offense. Um, and I think the Steelers' D is really good, too. So uh, I, I'm expecting a very long day from the Bears. Um, you, you can have seven and a half in the Bears. I'll take I'll take the Stullers. Miami's also a road dog in New York to play the Jets. Eight points. And I'll give you eight. I think Miami's a little better than people think. I think Devontae Parker's in the verge of a breakout season and we'll have a huge game here. I think Ajayi runs crazy. Cutler plays within himself with Gase. I don't think he throws the game away. Nam Kong Su looked awesome last week. I think he just wrecks, wrecks things. Um, I think the Dolphins' defense is better than you think, and I think the Jets' offense is horrible. I don't think this is a close game. I mean, I really don't. I mean, eight points to me is not is not enough. Uh, who we got next here? Denver is also a road dog in Buffalo. Denver's giving three. I think we haven't seen as bad as the Bills are going to be. It's mean to say, don't get me wrong, I, I know. But their, their defense is well coached. They don't give up big plays. I understand that. I just think Denver's defense is going to destroy them. And their run defense looks a lot better. They just slowed down Elliott. I mean, now I think you slow down McCoy. And what else is left? I mean, those corners need no help against Buffalo's receivers. Uh, maybe Tyrod Taylor makes a big play or two with his legs or gets free and you know, makes you know, a pass downfield. But I think you can dedicate so many resources to stopping McCoy that I bet the Bills end up with under 10 points. So, yeah, I mean, it doesn't take a whole lot of math to say, I'll give you three in the Bills, even though it's in Buffalo. And Houston goes to New England and are getting 14. Wow. I would imagine that they do everything possible to take Hopkins out of the game. I, I still don't understand how Cincinnati couldn't do a better job of that. Um, and then say, Deshaun, best of luck. you got to beat us with something. Might see more Foreman going forward, and maybe they can run the ball a little between Foreman and Miller. This defense, though... Gives the Patriots a hard time. I mean, they did in the playoffs. It's a really good group up front. Pats have their share of injuries, as do the Texans at the corner position, too. Um, I'm certainly taking New England to win. But 14 against that defense? I think that defense keeps this game respectable. Um, I'll take the Texans plus the points there. Just on their defense. I mean, J.J. Watt. I mean, come on. Um, who we got after that? Saints at Panthers. 
Saints are turning quickly into one of those bad teams. The offense isn't what it used to be, and they're facing a really difficult defense. They're weak at the tackle positions right now, and I think Breeze is going to face a lot of pressure here on the road. Uh, he historically doesn't play as well on the road. Um, the other side of the ball is a nightmare. You know, I mean, Latimer's a really good story. I think he's in contention for Defensive Rookie of the Year already and playing a lot of man coverage. But I don't even think the Panthers have a guy you have to lock down. Newton's been really rough, but I would think that they just run the ball and run the ball and run the ball, dump it to McCaffrey. No Olsen, I get that. I just think Carolina's the far better team. Um, at home, five and a half is a spread. I'll lay the five and a half and take Carolina to win, obviously, as well. Next one, Tampa goes to Minnesota. There's no line. I assume that means that's because they don't know if Bradford's playing or not. If I knew Bradford was playing and it was 100%, I would say, boy, that, that's that's a tough game walking into Minnesota. You know, I mean, good at home, good defense, Xavier Rhodes on Mike Evans, good pass rush. Maybe Jameis makes a, a, a throw he shouldn't or two on the road and fast defense, you know, takes advantage of that and maybe cook has a nice game and i like their receivers against the tampa secondary bradford looked really good in week one but i'm gonna operate under the assumption he's not playing from what i hear friday late afternoon doesn't sound good so if he plays i want the vikings if he doesn't i want the bucks reasonably big too i just think that the viking d or viking offense would have a really hard time moving the ball all right next up on the slate atlanta goes to detroit another home favorite home dog sorry lions are getting three coming around on the lines um i think their defense is respectable now I don't think it's horrible. Uh, I think Slay will match up on Julio. And we'll lose that battle probably, but it'll at least be competitive. I think Onso will get home at times. Um, I think Detroit at home is not an easy place to go. I'm a believer in their offense. I believe in the Falcons' offense too, but I feel like... I'm not saying that the Falcons are closer to the Week 1 Falcons than the Week 2 Falcons... But that Green Bay team was a shell of itself. And I think that the the public, and I'm guessing the betting world, not that I know a lot about the betting world, um, has an inflated opinion on the Super Bowl runner-ups from last year. And so I think this is a more like a pick em kind of game in Detroit. So I'll take the points for the home team. And I'm going to take the upset special too. How about oh, a little Adam and Eve on a raft? Cup of mud. How about that? I guess that counts. Three or more. Some of you probably don't even know what that is. That's, that's that's how old I am. That's how long it's been since I did a cup of mud with my man Roflo and Ross Tucker and Soderberg and those dudes, uh, the doppelganger. But anyway, if I had a little button to do that, I'd give you a cup of mud right about now on the Lions. Giants go to Philly, and they're getting six points from Vegas from the boys at my bookie. Um, I like Philly big here. I guess Odell is. As healthy as he's going to be, but, I mean, he's off the injury report. Uh, Manning is taking a ridiculous amount of sacks, and that's not like him, and I think that's going to continue in a very big way. They rush the passer really well. 
Um, Philly has little to no running game to really speak of, and Wentz I could certainly see throwing a pick or two here against a really good D. But I like Philly's O matchup against the Giants' good defense than better than I like the Giants' O's matchup against a really good Eagles defense in Philly. Um, I'll give you the points too. Uh, I mean, you guys know I'm a Philly fan. Uh, I'm believing in the believing in the Eagles. Uh, and there's no shame in losing a close game in Kansas City last week either. This will be a fun one. Seattle goes to Tennessee. Seattle's a dog. Ooh, I might have to put a buck or two on them. They're getting two and a half. I know their line stinks. I get that. But I got to think this is a really close game. I mean, it sounds like it's going to be Derrick Henry. I just wrote an article for FanRag about... Their, you know, their rushing game against the Seattle D. I think the Seattle D is great right now, though. And their front, their front seven's awesome. And really, the whole defense is awesome. It's not like the secondary's bad. Earl Thomas is back. Cam Chancellor's going to be a force. Mariota's going to have to throw to win. And I really think that that's going to be tough. You know, Corey Davis. Um, I know the Seattle offense hasn't come around, that's for sure. I still have faith and... If, yeah, I'm taking Seattle and feeling confident about it. Especially you're giving me points. Yeah, man, I'll take the points and the Hawks. What do we got next? Chiefs at Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers are getting three at home. Um, I think Bosa and Ingram will get home. I think those corners will do enough against Hill and... Uh, you guys know I believe in the Chargers, and they could easily be 2-0 and if they weren't a cursed organization. Uh, does Gordon go off? Yeah, maybe. Kansas City's pretty tough, though. I mean, they're number one in my power ranks right now. I'm going to keep that going. I think they get this win. Close game, but is three points close or not? You know, this is, feels like another Chargers missing a field goal to win it type of game that they're so good at doing. I think I'll take San Diego with the points, except they're not San Diego anymore. Um, Kansas City for the win, but not the cover. Good game. Good game. Again, Chargers are good, guys. Believe me on that one. Um, Bengals go to Packers. Packers seem like they're going to be a little healthier for this one. Uh, new offensive coordinator in Cincy. I would hope that means more mixing. Less stress on the offensive line. More A.J. Green. But Green Bay at home, coming off an embarrassing loss. I think Rodgers lights these guys up. Geno's Atkins could obviously be a problem. He always is. And the Packers' defense is worrisome. I wish I had a better grasp of Packer injury situation right now. Seems like a lot of things still up in the air. Those tackles in particular. But I'm going to... I'm going to take Green Bay, and you can have the 9-9. Nine, nine. Ooh, 9. Nine's a lot. I don't know. Since he's pretty bad, though. On the road. Ooh. How much was the coordinator's fault? Is he just a scapegoat? I'll give you 9. Packers win by 10 in this one. How about that? Raiders go to Washington. Skins are getting 3. Could see a lot of points in this one. I could see Lynch blowing up on Sunday night football. Josh Norman's played really well, but the rest of that defense gives me pause. 
But I'm also not sold on the Raider defense, although it has played well. There's no doubt about that. Washington ran the ball really well, um, although the Rams' run defense looks like a problem, as seen last night. Um, I think the passing game gets going for Washington a little bit more. I think they can keep Khalil Mack in check. I think the Raiders are the clearly better team, but going cross-country, tough place to play under the lights... I think they win, but don't cover. And so I'm thinking this is a 30-28 type of game. Raiders win. But it wouldn't shock me if we got the upset special here, too. And I don't love the Redskins, but I think that they can kind of control the game on the ground a little bit. Monday nighter to finish week three. Dallas goes to Arizona. Two teams that are kind of down the dumps a little bit right now. Cowboys are favored by three. I guess that makes sense. Can they rush the passer against a really bad line and an immobile quarterback? Maybe a little, but that worries me. Can the Cardinals stop Zeke in the run game that got shut down last week? Maybe. But I think Dallas controls this game on the, you know... Dez is going to get Patrick Peterson. Dez has the unbelievably hard slate of corners. You know, it's gone through the, the first two weeks, Janoris and Denver and now Peterson, and it keeps up forever. And that's the recipe against these guys. You know, like like we talked about with Mike on Wednesday is, you know, you you get a, get a, a tough man corner on Dez, dedicate a lot to the run, and then you have Dallas – sort of where you want them, and I think Arizona could do that. Yeah, I'm going to take the cards here, and I'm down on the cards. Don't get me wrong, but at home, especially if you're going to give me points, three at home on Monday Night Football, yeah, I feel good about that one with Arizona the more I talk this game out, just because I don't think that Dallas's offense goes bonkers. I think it's a close game. At home, and you're giving me points, okay. And I'm going to take him to win, which is the almost unprecedented double cup of mud. Upset special. All right, there you go. That's a wrap. I hope you guys uh, all enjoyed it. Spread the word. Hope you uh, are checking out my bookie. Use our promo code, Locked On. Um, make lots of money. Send it to me. That's a wrap. Over and out.